Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Got it. All right, everybody. It's time. We want to welcome you. This is the Global Watch International Call. It is May 30th, 2022, 6 a.m. Jerusalem time. And this is the journey which is our time of the week for discipleship. In this hour, we are in the final session of prophetic training. This is part eight of eight with our very own Shirley Momberg leading. And we are excited. We have been excited every week and uh, this week is no exception. And we just can't wait to see what the seeds that have been planted, how they're gonna spring forth in this group and throughout the earth. So, Shirley, we just bless you in the name of the Lord. We're just so thankful for you, for your ministry, for the years and the decades that you've sown into what God has uh, prepared your heart with, the, with the seeds that have fallen on in your life and uh, the price that you've paid for it, which has been very dear. And so we just thank you for that. We just declare God's favor over you, that his favor surrounds you like a shield. We declare his wisdom and revelation that you might know him better. We just declare renewed strength and we declare great protection that he would hide you in the shelter of his wings that no harm would come to you, no destruction near your tent. That means no illnesses, no financial crises, no relational crises, no accidents, no injuries, that he would protect you and your husband, that he would protect your family, that he would protect all your provision, and that, that it would be that the joy of the Lord would be your strength as you go forward. And we declare again, we declare great breakthrough in your life and your ministry. Oh, we declare right. the best days of your life and your ministry are ahead of you and not behind you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Susan Ofrey, did you want to make any announcements before we started? Oh, we'll do it at the end. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Welcome, everybody. This is such an exciting time. I am just bursting. I'm bursting with the joy of the Lord. We have a wonderful song, most of it really well, but it is, I, I just would like you to hear it just in relation to where we are walking, because life is tough and, and, and things can be difficult, but we need to take a moment and just look at the Lord and look at what he's done and just be have gratitude and be grateful and be thankful for all that all who he is and all that he has done for us amen thanks Susan so welcome to the final week of um, transitioning for the future school of the prophets we'll take a moment and just honor God so Abba Father as we begin this final session Lord we thank you for good soil and teachable hearts. May we find that our prayer life has been ignited and empowered by you, the very God who created us and who longs to accomplish his will through our prayers. Lord, open our eyes to the truths you want to communicate to us and give us the grace to begin to practice them. Remind us, Lord, that you have a great adventure planned for us as we partner with you to see your wonderful will accomplished on earth. You have promised to guide and empower us if we will only set out on this great adventure. 
And as we wrap up and reflect on the ideas presented in this series, we ask that you draw us, Lord, into closer communion with you through prayer, welcoming Holy Spirit to open the eyes of our heart to see you more clearly. Amen. Amen. So ready, set, go. <laughs> this journey of activation was divided into three trajectory streams. And as we meandered through the seven seas, we focused on transitioning from the receiving of a prophetic word to its fulfillment. Let's take a final trip down memory lane. Number one, consider discerning the prophecy. Number two, categorize, interpreting the revelation. Number three, custodianship, stewarding the promises. Number four, contend, fighting the good fight of faith. Number five, carry, persevering in faith. And last week we explored number six, which represents the word complete, where we finish the race. This is where the prophecy draws to a close in its fulfillment. And we begin to see the manifestation of the promise. We observe and are thankful for the goodness of God. And we put ourselves in the storyline of our life and in the storyline of our generation. And according to Psalm 79, 13, we will give God thanks forever. We will declare and publish his praise from generation to generation. And now for the last lap in the journey of transitioning for the future, we have finally arrived at our seventh C, which represents the word celebrate. We look at the words, give thanks, delight, and commissioning. This is convergence the stage of the prophecy where seemingly separate life threads are woven together and the promise is fulfilled. We are so overwhelmed that all we can do is say, thank you, Jesus. On a personal note, a testimony of when I was seeking God about confirmation in marrying my then fiance, who had recently been transferred 1,400 kilometers away which meant leaving my life as it were, my church, my family, my friends, my social life, familiar surroundings, established business and customers, everything. And I'd said, God, you've got to speak aloud. <laughs> Why? Because I had missed it so badly in the past that it cost me the ministry and 15 years in the wilderness. So within a week, I received three prophecies from people who had no idea that I was desperate for direction. Two of them confirmed that I was to marry this man. All of them confirmed that I was to move to Cape Town. And here is a part of that prophetic word. It's quite interesting. God says, you weren't called into business at all, but he is going to use what you did in business for the ministry. You are to close the business immediately and move to Cape Town now, they had no clue what was going on in my life. Don't delay. That man in your life is God's A plan for you. How's that for a directive word? Imagine the person giving it, going, oh, Lord, I hope I'm not missing this. <laughs> I, hope, I hope this is you. 
four years later, I'm sitting in hospital next to my husband who just had minor surgery on his shoulder. And I thought I would spend the time journaling while I waited for him to come out of anesthesia. And suddenly I got the spiritual download. It was the clearest I've ever heard God speak. It was a mandate. Grab my pen and I started writing. And the first thing God said was, change your name. <laughs> I had been married four years and had not changed any of my official documentation to my married name, just in case this marriage didn't work out. Oh, woman of great faith. Okay, Lord, I'm sorry. Then he said, call the corporate affairs. Now the word call in the bush, when a certain amount of animals are completely devastating the land, there needs to be a culling, otherwise there won't be enough food. And culling is doing it in the right way, although we just don't like to think about it, but it's about killing. It's about blood, it's about violence. I was holding on to business material and tools that I had paid a fortune for, just in case. <laughs> Again, that great faith. Hmm. And then God said, there is nothing wrong with your brain. See, as an adult, I was diagnosed with ADHD and I was on the highest medication prescribed. And then when I had stopped writing, <laughs> husband still asleep or coming out of anesthesia a man in a white coat came in and said to me there's nothing wrong with your brain <laughs> he smiled and he walked out I was writing I wasn't speaking aloud there's no way he could have known you can imagine my surprise and that feeling of oh <laughs> this is serious I immediately stopped the medication and I didn't need it. Whereas before, I if I forgot to take it, I could immediately feel the difference. Doing a PhD was never on my radar, but that is a testimony for another time. The deadline of my thesis submission was brought forward, an almost impossible deadline, none of my doing or my fault, but it required perseverance, unlike anything I'd experienced before a minimum of 14 to 16 solid hours a day, a couple of minutes here and there to stretch my legs. Sleep, get up again at two, three, maybe four in the morning, late night, collapse in bed with exhaustion. I then fell prey to what I call an Ishmael temptation and decided to take my husband's ADHD meds to help me. That was a mistake. Again, oh, woman of great faith that you are. I felt the grace and the peace lift off me. And I discovered that the meds made no difference. I repented and I never took, and I will never take another ADH tablet again. Why? Because there's nothing wrong with my brain. One morning was incredibly tough. I've had many moments where I've become discouraged. But this was one of those days, this Monday morning seemed worse than ever before. I'd hit the proverbial wall. The end seemed so far away and the climb was too difficult. I'd lost perspective. 
See, it's easy to say things and encourage somebody else who is struggling, but it's an entirely different matter when you are going through it yourself. Those same things don't seem to work for you. The previous day, I had fired up an old laptop because the one I was using had been a bit temperamental. I previously cleared everything off this old laptop because I was going to give it away. Programs, it was just cleared off and I had to reinstall everything. So on this dark, dreary morning of the soul, I opened up that old laptop and the generic background picture really got my attention. It was an image of a person climbing a steep mountain. It was more like scaling a cliff. And I heard the Lord whisper in my heart, while you are looking in front of you, all is the mountain up close and the steep climb ahead of you. Persevere. Once you get to the top, the accomplishment and the victory you will experience by completing this mammoth task will be greater than you imagined. Easy does it. Steady. One step at a time. It's easy to be discouraged when you look down or with how far you still need to go. Don't look at the mountain. Look to me, the author and finisher of your faith. And then when I put my glasses on, I noticed there was another person on that mountain. And I felt that God was reminding me that I was not alone. He truly is with me every step of the way. And that day's devotional confirmed the picture. It read as follows. You have been on a long uphill journey and your energy is almost spent. And though you have faltered at times, you have not let go of my hand. I am pleased with your desire to stay close to me. And then I saw something in the top left-hand corner of the screen. It was a video clip. I have no idea how it got there. And the name of that video clip was this, Finish Strong. But God refreshes the weary and he replenishes every sorrowful soul. That is Jeremiah 31, 25. My husband insisted I take a break and he took me out for something to eat. I didn't realize how much I needed to get out. And I felt refreshed afterwards. I started getting my perspective back. I also got messages from three good friends asking how I was doing. It's normally the other way around. I'm always the one saying, how are you doing? Sending things to people. But people were sending me messages on this day. It's amazing how God will impress on others' hearts to reach out at just the right time. When someone is on your heart, don't dismiss it as a random thought. Pray for them. You have no idea what they're going through and they may really need that. And if you are led, reach out to them. No matter how much they seem to have it together on the outside, those dark nights of the soul are real. Another friend felt led to send me this excerpt from a book that she had researched for a recent sermon. And it goes like this, God is saying, I want to take you to the mountaintop, but you are not yet ready. The climb is hard and steep and you must train a while longer. This valley is preparing you. Suffering and waiting 
produce the necessary perseverance, the character and the hope that you will need to get to the top, without which you would certainly fail. Trust me, says the Lord. It seems to you too long, but it is a necessary amount of time. My timing is perfect. I have not forgotten you. I see your faithfulness and I see your struggle. I appreciate your honesty. I am with you always. And soon when you are ready, we will stand on the summit together. And when you look back down on that valley, you will finally understand. God strengthened me and I finally summited that mountain and I finished the last chapter. All the main work was done. But then came the careful descent back to base camp. I find it interesting that Mount Everest base camp is known as the bottom of the top of the world. The bottom of the top of the world. And this series that we are finishing today, School of the Prophets, Transitioning for the Future, is the first fruits of that journey. Thank you, Fred and Sue. And Malta is a close second. Thank you, Margaret. And as we take a moment to record and reflect, we don't realize just how far we have come. In the blink of an eye, the desperate, lonely, character-forming years in the desert, the tumultuous sea storms, unparalleled resistance, and the agonizing times in the valley have dissipated. The dew of God's grace waters and refreshes our weary souls as we stand humbly at the mountain of the Lord. We find ourselves increasingly loving him and seeking his face with all our heart. And I feel like the Lord is saying to all of us, take a moment to reflect and realize just how far you have come. You have been given extraordinary opportunities to grow spiritually, even when the stimulus seemed to be negative. Take a moment to reflect and realize how far you have come. And though it seems like you have been standing still, you are not in the same place that you were. There are still lessons to learn and use every circumstance to draw closer to me and seek my face. Psalm 27, eight, when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And this bears repetition. 
nothing done in Jesus' name is in vain, no matter how seemingly small and insignificant. Psalm 103, 2-5. Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? You kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done. <sighs> you healed me inside and out from every disease. You've rescued me from hell and you've saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy. You satisfy my every desire with good things. And you've supercharged my life so that I soar again like a flying eagle in the sky. That is the Passion Translation. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 reminds us to rejoice always. Psalm 37.4 says, delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. It's amazing when you're trusting God for something and it finally happens. Or when you see the result in some way. But let's not wait for that full result before we get to a place of, of thanking God, of celebrating. I had a dream where I saw all the seven C's of the journey. Consider, categorize, custodianship, contend, carry, complete celebrate but the lord said that there's one other that is important because the journey doesn't end here it is commission it continues as we remember as we act on and fulfill the great commission in matthew 28 18 to 20 and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority, that is all absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. That is help the people to learn of me, believe in me and obey my words baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. That is, I'm remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstance. And I'm with you on every occasion, even to the end of the age. Amen. There are numerous lessons from this journey, too many to mention, but there are some highlights that are worth revisiting, like love authenticates spiritual gifts. The gifts of the spirit manifest the love of God. God wants his children to live a life of revelation and breakthrough regarding faith, hope, and love, in addition to a lifestyle of praise, 
worship and prayer. A summary of this theories and a quote from my dissertation is as follows. The remedy for fear is faith. The antidote to despair is hope. And the solution to hate is love. Prophecy builds faith, gives hope, and reveals the Father's love. The prophetic is God's way of letting us know that there is hope. We do have a future, and there is a way out. And I am excited to celebrate with you as your season transitions from prophecy received to prophecy fulfilled. And as you are being mobilized to be a fruitful and powerful weapon in the hands of the living God, may our eyes be on him and may his praise be continually in our mouth. Amen and amen. Amen. Wow, how powerful, Shirley. I don't know if you have that, the, la the second to last slide there where you had that excerpt from, from your dissertation, but if you have that available to put in the chat there, I think that's really a powerful statement that'd be great for us to get. Okay, I will do that. Let me end the slideshow because now is the time. It has been weeks. Why does the Lord make us wait so long for certain things? The Lord has given me this word. Now, please bear with me. It's in rough format. I wanted to craft it. And it was like the Lord is saying, no, don't craft it. So I made notes. And so I'm just going to read from here. Let me just do something. There. there we go. So firstly, I'm going to be speaking to Fred. Let me see where you are. Is it possible, Sue, to highlight Fred or whatever? We don't necessarily, no, we don't need to do that. It's fine. I don't want to embarrass you. <laughs> you don't want to see me crying and, and bold. <laughs> or you could um, spotlight both of us, Sue. And then when I give your word, we can spotlight you. There we go. Let me do that. Okay. Wonderful. All right, Fred. Rao, <laughs> a man of unusual wisdom with an apostolic gifting and calling. You operate in and out of the gifts as required. People have difficulty pinpointing your gifting. The many gifts upon your life have manifested in many ways, but they are becoming clearer now. This is your season to take the kingdom of heaven, binding and loosing all that God shows you. The fresh authority that you sense is I am placing my mantle upon you, says the Lord. This mantle is from me, not from another. It is just the right size, a perfect fit. There are no adjustments necessary. You have stewarded well and you chose integrity, honesty, and purity where 
some around you were compromising and failing. You have sacrificed much. And I just feel like the Lord is saying, this is your season of recognition and recompense. Arise, my son, arise. And I feel like the father sees you, Fred. He knows you and he loves you with an everlasting love. And just like David, that it is in God's presence that you find grace, mercy, great joy and gladness of heart. Your faith is deeply grounded in the word of God because it has been proven to be absolutely trustworthy. And you find great delight in the secret place where you encounter God's presence in all its fullness. It is a place of shelter and safety and recharge. And it's almost like there is an angelic presence all around. And God raised up Ezekiel to serve as a prophet during the most difficult time in Israel's history. And God provides, um, well, Ezekiel provides a tremendous illustration of a leader with backbone and conviction, which is you. Great leaders see the big picture as well as the little process. And God, who is the ultimate leader, never loses sight of the whole, like you, but never ignores details either. You care about the details. No one is unimportant to you. And you know that there is a bigger purpose for what you do. And you acknowledge and recognize that the labor of each one has meaning. Your vision is memorable and your words are inventive. Your words are insightful and your words give great incentive. Amen. Amen. Wow. I'm so glad this is rec being recorded. <laughs> That's, thank you. It's very powerful. Amen. Very powerful. Yes, daughter, says the Lord, the enemy has tried to steal your voice more than once and in several ways. I have given you many gifts, says the Lord, and you have been and are stewarding them. You have been patient, even despairing at times because of the long wait, but you have been found to be steadfast, faithful, and like your husband with all of this, persevering through seemingly impossible seasons. Yes, you are different, daughter. I created you to be different. You are sometimes misunderstood and have suffered rejection and even betrayal as a result, but you have stayed faithful. Some of the visions I have given you are like the ones I gave to Daniel. They were for a time yet to come. It pained him deeply, even to the point of illness. And what I revealed, alert, what I revealed to him alerted him to the signs of the times, just as I have with you. And your time is now, daughter. Arise, I say, arise. You're a visionary, a scribe, a seer, 
a prophet and a teacher. And I get a sense that there have been seasons of intense consecration and laying down of potential opportunities because your heart is for the furtherance of the kingdom of God. And your purity is most beautifully displayed in a broken and contrite spirit, one that is submitted to and is very precious to the sight of God. And I sense that you have a unique voice, Susan, one gifted for singing, speaking, decreeing, praying, prophesying, and writing. And I hear the word songbird. And I feel like God trusts you with the many gifts he has given you. Your voice is powerful, and it reaches further and deeper than you thought was possible. And yes, it is for a time such as this. And as you continue to excavate the word, you will find new expressions that you have not yet experienced before. You will find yourself incorporating them in the secret place with the Lord that will expand out and overflow on a corporate, local, national, and global level. The childlikeness of your faith, your expressive praise, innovative music, and joyful, uh, joyful singing are fragrant, offerings to the Lord. The scripture I get for you is Psalms 144 verse 1, blessed be the Lord my rock and my great strength who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. And I sense that demonic forces have tried to silence your voice and I sense that there could have been an event that happened or was planned to happen that almost cost you your life or it could have. But God raised up a standard against the attack. Your prayers, decrees, and your worship overthrow and break strongholds and pierce the darkness. Susan, I just sense that you've been called many things. But God is saying, daughter, you are called and chosen by me. You are called of me and for me and finally expect that jesus your shepherd will care for you and rest knowing that he will refresh you as he walks with you and comforts you nourishes you and protects you for the great season ahead amen amen <laughs> not sure i can say anything <laughs>